Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's that time of the week, the weekly roundup. I like that we're still doing that. All right. So we're going to start with the big news of the week, which is China. China. Um, The People's Bank of China made a statement this past Friday that all crypto is illegal. That's including mining and and sending and buying. Just all of it's illegal. Ban, ban, ban. And they already banned mining. We already knew that. Uh, But the reasoning is for them to reduce the financial risk and the waste of electricity. Right. That makes perfect sense to me. Right. Because it wastes so much electricity. It does. It's bad for the environment. It is, it is not good for the environment, but in comparison to everything else that's going on, it's very minimal. So I want to talk on that real quick. Talk on it, I'm Rob. talking on it. Okay, so according to my research, uh, less than 1% of carbon emissions worldwide, and this is over the next 10 years, is going to be due to Bitcoin mining. Wait, 1%? Less than 1%. Okay. Yeah. And then in terms of electricity output, it's less than half a percent of the total electricity output. So you're saying, I mean, because everyone talks about, you know, how much crypto, uh, Bitcoin specifically, how much electricity it costs is like Argentina or Paraguay. Yeah. One of those South American countries, but that it's that much the equivalent of the entire country. So like that just sounds... Sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah. But in the scheme of things, you're saying that's only point point one percent of the or no point five percent of the total. Point five percent, so less than one percent. Less than one percent, yeah. Wow. What's the what's the majority? The majority is actual mining. So we're looking at fossil fuels, iron, coal. Sure. Yeah, that takes up about eighty percent of electricity worldwide. That makes sense. Oil, got it. Yeah. So in retrospect, not so bad. Granted. It does have a negative effect on the environment, but more and more renewable mining is happening because it just requires electricity. You can get that from anywhere. I mean, there's volcanic energy that is being used right now to mine cryptocurrencies. That's cool. Yeah. So that's just going to continue over the next, you know, decade. How much can it mine? The volcano, I mean. I'm guessing it depends on the... The size of the volcano. One million dollars? <laughs> possibly. Yeah. So that is a poor argument is what I'm saying. Yeah, it is. It seems like a, a misdirection. So why would they argue that, that it's a power drain when they realize that it's really not when it comes to what they're draining in Africa and stuff like that? I think it just comes back to what their goals are as a, as a country, which is to have power over their their financial system and it's hard to do that when you have a decentralized currency like bitcoin but wait explain to me why china would want to have control over their financial system and like like that doesn't make sense to me it's a communist country everybody's equal right 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 but they decide what everybody's equal about no, actually, the problem is, is that it's a communist country and not everybody's equal. And cryptocurrency is the quickest way for everyone to become equal and accumulate wealth. So, of course, China doesn't want that. Exactly. It's a complete conflict of, of interest when it comes to communism. Because the minute people can accumulate wealth, then... They can accumulate power. And they can accumulate democracy. But to be clear, they're... they're 
anti-crypto, but they're not anti-technology because they have already adopted blockchain gotcha. and are creating their own, have trial run their own digital yuan, uh, and they're they're going to move forward with it. The digital yuan. So yeah. the government-backed cryptocurrency. Government-backed cryptocurrency, yeah. Ban everything else, but use our cryptocurrency. <laughs> That makes sense because it's more efficient and, you know, obviously they'll they're, save them money. They'll save money. The government will save yeah, money. Absolutely. But you're not accumulating wealth with that cryptocurrency because it's backed by the yuan, right? Right. So it's it's dollar for dollar match. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, moving on, Coinbase will remind you of what we talked about last week with the SEC threatening them. Uh, to file a lawsuit if they launch their Lend program, which is designed to give us as clients 4% interest on our stable coins. Coinbase is trying to get ahead of the game. They didn't really get much of a reasoning for why they, they can't launch this program. Uh, the SEC is still kind of vague about it. And so Coinbase, in an effort to provide some transparency is working on a framework of regulation that I'm guessing they're going to present to the government and say, Hey, this works, this will benefit all of us. That makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, they've done that before they came up with a scale for how to define a security in the crypto world. And usually the sec is coming after these exchanges and companies for illegal trading of securities. Well, and let's be clear on this is the scale that they've developed, right? Is that is what one to five, right? It's one to five. Yeah. And one is like not a security, right? And what is a, what is a one? Yeah, that's a good question. Bitcoin is a one. So Bitcoin is not a security, which is basically says no oh. other cryptocurrency is a security, right? That's it's what the whole XRP issue is, is that the SEC is suing them because of some verbiage in their white paper or whatever that uh, conflicts. So as, as far as I know, Ethereum is also not a security, but Bitcoin for sure is not a security. And so Ripple is fighting that. So the SEC is saying you are a security and Ripple's going, no, we're not a security because we're like Bitcoin. So once they win that, then they really have nothing to stand on, in my opinion. There really isn't anything at, after that. Is that so? With Coinbase saying, "Yeah, we're going to help you regulate this." That's a huge. That's a huge thing, and that's great that they're doing that because they're expediting the process. Because the government's not going to do it. The government's going to take as long as possible to make that happen. Right, and they're probably going to hire it out anyways because they don't know the terminology, they don't know the nitty gritty of it, and this has to be very specific. Otherwise, it's it's going to be really hard to regulate. And we're just going to be back to, to square one. Wait, but why can't you just regulate it like you would regulate just capital gains? Why, why is it not that easy? Why is it not with the profit you make, you pay a percentage of back to the government? Why, why can't it be that easy? That's my question. Be, I mean, because it's more than, than just Because of the value. technology? It's because of the technology. You're also regulating technology. Okay, okay. That makes sense. And services that that technology provides. Well, from an investment standpoint. Yeah, it seems That's where you start, right? Don't, yeah. don't, tr don't do the whole kit and caboodle. Like, you got to start somewhere, right? So the government wants to make money, right? 
So the easiest way to regulate would be, hey, start with the investors. Start with the people who are investing in crypto and who are making money. I mean, like I paid my crypto taxes this year. Me too. I'm sure you did, I right? did, yeah. So and it, it's just, it just seems like the simple way to go. They already know how to do it in the stock market. It's an easy transition because you're just talking about gains and losses. So just get it done and then talk about the technology. Don't do everything at once. I think, I think that's where they're going wrong. But what do I know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, a little bit more complicated. I'm sure than it that, is. I'm but, sure it is. But yeah, I, I think it's a great first step. So, I mean, Coinbase is already working with the government with um, transaction trackers to help manage uh, taxes as well as helping ICE out with um, deportation. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily deportation, but immigration. Logistics. Logistics. Of, they, they, didn't <laughs> of say, they didn't say the specifics, but. Whipping immigrants. Yikes. Yeah, they did. You didn't hear that? No. Oh, yeah. From, on horseback. Like That's like Wild West crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's like Roman Coliseum crazy. I don't like that. <laughs> um, but moving on with the, with the feds, they are also... Surprise, surprise, currently working on a digital dollar. What? I know, I know. Digital dollar for the U.S., like yep. backed by the U.S. dollar. Backed by the U.S. dollar, yeah. Got so it would be the government's version of a stable coin. And what's that called? It's called CBDC. CBDC? I believe so, What yeah. does that stand for? Uh, Central Bank Digital Currency. You're making this up. I'm not. I wish I was. It's very poorly. CBDC? Yeah. It's like the the cannabis coin. <laughs> right? <laughs> that makes more sense to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. CB, Central Bank Digital Currency. Yeah, they're such nerds. Like, yeah, there's got to okay, be a better I got name. it for you. AmeriCoin. Boom. Love it. Nailed it. AmeriCoin. If you called it AmeriCoin, everybody would be on it. No, better yet, Muracoin. Muracoin. <laughs> Yo, let me get some of that Muracoin. Well, they can't call it U.S. dollar coin because that's already taken. True, but Muracoin? Muracoin. Muracoin. Yeah. You could have shirts. You could, oh man, the merch alone. Red hats. <laughs> no, red's been taken. It's got to be a different right. color. Purple hats. Purple's good. I yeah. like purple. Because purple is red and blue. It is. Oh, how egalitarian of you. Muracoin. There we it. go. See, we can pitch that. Hundred thousand dollars, but that's never going to happen, right? Or it's going to no. take forever. It's going to take forever. The government is the slowest thing since sliced bread. That's not the analogy, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, and I mean it is going to take forever because they specifically said that they are not rushing it. Jerome Powell of the Fed of the Feds, the Fed Chair Jerome Powell said, "We're not rushing it. We're going to do it right, not fast." So they're going to consider talking about beginning to maybe possibly sit down and have a conversation about exploring the idea of potentially creating a cryptocurrency. Yep. Makes so, sense. That sounds about right. Makes sense. And of course, advocates are saying that this will make payments quicker for the central banks. Um, and as we, good. as we already know, China's already doing this. Right. So it seems like a global competition at that. A point. global competition. It's it's like the space well, race. Of it, wait, digital hold on. Currencies. Isn't Russia doing this too? That I don't know. I feel like they're on the on the clock on this too. I mean Putin coin already exists. But that's separate. I know. 
We should get some Putin coins. You should. <laughs> I wonder how many AmeriCoins it. Come on, it that's good. To get it's AmeriCoins. AmeriCoin. AmeriCoin. Yeah. With the apostrophe before the M. Yep, love it. Okay. Cool. I like that. And lastly, um, Robinhood, the brokerage for the stock market as well as cryptocurrencies. It's kind of like the millennial broker. Yep. Uh, so when we say broker, we mean a company that facilitates the buying and selling of products or securities or crypto. Right. And it's very popular. It had a little bit of a debacle with the Dogecoin, AMC, GameStop, Wall Street bets. I'm not issue. a fan. Yeah, I, I, I deleted it. I deleted the app. I like, reluctantly use it, but not not as much such as a I hypocrite. used to. You're such I know. A hypocrite. I know. I'll probably switch over to Weeble or something. But yeah, I mean, they're sure. Go ahead. It's ease ease of use. Whatever. That's your choice. But I do. We do have to say that they are starting to add wallet support. So they. They allowed you to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum, but you couldn't store. I mean, you could store it, but you couldn't transact it. You couldn't send it to, like, I couldn't send my Ethereum to you if I bought it through Robinhood. So you just store it? You just store it, so to speak. But you can, can buy and sell it, though. You can buy and sell it. So you can turn it back into US dollars. You can turn it back into US dollars, but, but you, you couldn't send it to somebody. You can't use it to buy something else on an which external Which is basically website. what crypto is. It defeats the purpose of yeah. it. So the, the clients, the consumers, they were irritated by that. They let Robinhood know. So Robinhood's going to be adding wallet support. They are going to be the custodian, meaning that they will have full control over your crypto, even though they will let you send it out. All right, so let's break down custodian because that's an important distinction, right? There's mm -hmm. two types of wallets. There's a custodial wallet and a non-custodial wallet, correct? Um, I, I think you can say, yeah, it is you, correct. you can, you can that say correct. that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have your... There's subsets, but... But yeah, well, okay. there's so, two umbrella Right, so types, quickly, yeah. uh, custodial wallet would be your broker, your Coinbase, your Kraken, your now Robinhood. And a non-custodial wallet would be like a MetaMask or um, what are some of those? Exodus. Exodus. Coinami. Yep. Where so, you have full control over your private keys, they're called. So you can, you can offload your wallet, you can upload it. Um, with a custodial wallet, you can't do that. They have, they have at the end of the day, they have the full control of your money, but you trust them to not do anything wrong with it. Right. So it's technically their money, but you're entrusting them to give you your money in your account when you ask for it. Like a bank. Like a bank. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the nice thing about that is, is that, you know, you can qualify for, the the lending platforms the um uh, what, what's it called on kraken fun uh whatever point is is if you want to do like nexo or Blockfire, or you're getting that interest rate annually then you have to have a custodial company that's running your wallet basically so what they do is they have a percentage of their assets in in cold storage or a cold wallet which, which is basically just money on a flash drive that's stored basically. offline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they have a, a considerable amount of, of money and assets and resources on a cold storage wallet that can't be hacked. Usually about 95% of assets are stored oh, in really? cold storage. Yep. Okay. The rest is on a hot wallet, which is about 5%. Okay. So a hot wallet is? Is any online wallet that 
is used for immediate liquidity. So if you want to send Ethereum to me or if I want to send it to you, I can do that because they have the funds readily available. Kind of like at a bank, you know, they have they have a hot wallet per se where they have cash in a drawer. Or a vault. Or a vault. Where they can access those yeah. funds immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas on, on the cold side of things, then they would it would take some time. For, but So that's the benefit of the custodian is that you have... You have quick exchange. You have the ability to get APY on your on your investment and lock up your assets, or you know, just stake them, right? Yep. And then you uh, you, you're, you have you're security, tr- and you have security exactly, mm-hmm. right? Whereas if you're like, I got this, I'm going to take all of my resources and assets and and put them into a cold storage on a thumb drive of my own, then you have then they're yours. You own them officially. And you can do what you want with them, but it does take a little bit more to get that off of your cold storage. Well, and, and the security, the, the, the onus is on you. So if you you forget, if you forget your password, you're, you're out of luck. Right. Which, yeah, especially with crypto growing so much in value, you could be out a lot of money if you lose that flash drive or whatever. So that's what I personally like to have a custodian with for my assets and that way you know i i i feel safe enough that i diversify across platforms of course but i do feel safe enough that i get the the benefits outweigh the the risks in my opinion the thing that i wanted to say about robin hood was that they're taking so long to to launch these wallets is weird to me because the technology is already out there to make it bulletproof the ceo wants it to be bulletproof and they could just go with any custodian that's been vetted already, like Gemini or BitGo, and they're deciding to do it all themselves, which to me just means that they're probably trying to grow the company and branch out so that they could be someone else's custodian, hmm. keep the money all to themselves in a way. Sure. Can't blame them for that, I guess. No, I guess not. But, yeah, if you're still using Robinhood, you will be getting wallet support early 2022 so cool yeah that is the roundup all right let's uh move into our charts here gang all right back to the bitcoin um last week we talked about you know possible correction the c of the abc and we had a little dip at the beginning of this week uh it's rebounded a little bit i still think we're gonna head back down probably 35 38 range um, and could have happened in the next week or two. It could take a few more weeks. Um, one thing I will point you towards is the volume down here. So we've got our volume index, this little orange line, that's our average volume. So when you see it go above, that's a volume spike. So that means more interest. So the, the rule is follow the volume. Um, the market follows the volume. So you can see there's lots of green here, obviously trending up. Um, I'm starting to see some more red here. So theoretically that would lead to some more downtrend. Uh, once that downtrend completes, uh, let's take a look here. I think, uh, we're going to kind of complete this downtrend, pop up above our resistance line here, come back and touch the resistance again, and then off to the races. If it's like 2017, these things go in cycles. It's about every four years. 
That's four years from 2017. We all know what happened at the end of 2017, 20K. So, I mean, we got some real potential here, total and uh, dollar cost average. That being said, our dollar cost average for the weeks is, I like BCH, Bitcoin Cash. I think we're really close to the bottom right here. I think this is a really great buying opportunity. Um, we've got a lot of room to grow. This particular chart um, analysis here, uh, indicator is called a Fibonacci extension. So we basically go from the low to the current high, then back down to the new low, and then this will project where we can potentially go with Bitcoin Cash if this goes parabolic, which is basically straight up in the air. <laughs> so you can see here, we got a lot of room with BCH, right around 6,200. That's a pretty good return on investment, 516 to 6,200. I don't know, it, not guaranteed obviously, but history doesn't repeat itself, but it definitely uh, patterns do, <laughs> so. All right, and then my next is ICX icon. Same scenario, seems pretty close to the bottom here. If we go parabolic, uh, this one heads up to about $8. And then lastly, VeChain, which is a logistics uh, supply chain. So especially now, you know, you're going into Target and you see the shelves are empty. I think the new technology supply chain is gonna be crucial to us getting out of all of this garbage. Um, so if we look at the Fibonacci extension here, it's at nine cents right now. We're a little over a dollar. That's pretty solid. It's a 10 X. So take a look at that. Um, remember we are not licensed financial advisors, so only play with what you're willing to uh, lose and, um, do your own research, please. And thank you. Um, please follow us and like and subscribe and comment and we'd love to get some feedback uh, we got a little bit of feedback last week thank you for that appreciate that um we'll continue to get better and give you the information you want and educate you as we can and get you financially literate financially free be your own bank and we'll see you next week see you next week <laughs>